one of the other things that I have found for myself that's really been beneficial is change. Um, and it's one of the things I often resist the most is change. But at the same time, I have found it to be the most beneficial things in my life. And I know one time I was a teenager and I was really stuck in a pattern. And if you've noticed your life in any way, shape, or form, you've probably noticed you have a pattern to things, how you do your life. It's routine. It's ritualistic. It's the same every day. And I, I was finding that I was kind of stuck in a routine. I was stuck in a pattern. And I wasn't able to be as creative and, and have the life uh, spiritual focus that I would want in my life. And I kept complaining inside in my prayer to God as I was talking to God. I complained to God. I'd go, why is my life so boring? Why isn't it moving forward? Where did the spirit go? And all I would hear inside is, do something different. And I'd go, do something different? What do I do different? You know, I've, I've got my life. I've got to go to school. I've got this. I've got that. I can't do anything different. I'm kind of locked into this. And but for day in, day in, day in, day in, every time I prayed, every time I talked to God, all I heard was, do something different. So one night I was praying, and I heard the voice that said, do something different. And I thought, okay, the only thing I know I can do different right now is I'm going to do something different in, in my sleep. So I moved over to the other side of the bed. I always slept on one side of the bed, so I changed sides. I just went over and I slept on the other side of the bed and I looked up to the, the, the ceiling to God and I said, okay, I'm doing something different. Now make it change. <laughs> so I went to sleep that night and when I woke up in the morning, I realized, oh my God, I'm on the other side of the bed. And I remembered I decided to do that. And as I was getting up, I was looking at my room different and my whole perspective and the approach to my day was different than it had been. And so I noticed as I went into the bathroom to begin getting ready for school, I started to pick up my toothbrush to brush my teeth. And I went, no, no, I want to do something different. So I put the toothbrush down and I took my shower first. And then I came out and I brushed my teeth. And so then when I went to get dressed, I, instead of putting my left sock on, my right sock on, and the left shoe, the right shoe, I did it backwards. I did it the other way. And I began to just look and see these little things where I could do something different during the day. And by the end of the day, I felt different. I felt different. And I realized two things. One, I was having to stay present and focused in the moment to continue doing things different. So I was focusing on the moment and taking care of whatever was present in the moment and doing it different. And two, by doing things different, the energy was moving differently inside of me. The flow was different. And I began to approach life in that day a little bit differently. And by the end of the day, I felt different. I felt better. And I remember looking up in my prayer and going, okay, God, I'm doing something different, and I kind of like it. And all I heard was, then do it different. And so I just kept doing things different. And so I, I, I laid down to go to bed that night on the other side of the bed. And I went, no, I'm going to do it different. And I laid on the other side of the bed that next day. And I kept switching back and forth every day, going back and forth. And I kept changing my routine in the, in the bathroom as I was getting ready. I'd just go back and forth. And I wouldn't allow it to become boring and monotonous, the same routine and getting stuck in a pattern again.
And I found in doing that, it made me come present. It made me pay attention to the moment, to what am I really doing? Where am I really focused? Am I doing things out of routine and habit, or am I doing it out of choice? And it began to help me to make choices in my life in the moment different than I had been doing before. I thought I was making choices, but I wasn't. I was just doing the routine of the day, thinking I was making a change, thinking somehow things were going to change, even though I was doing it the same old way. But by making a choice and staying present to make those choices, my life began to change. And all of a sudden, spirit became more present, more alive in me because I was staying present in the moment where spirit is present. And I realized that I had gotten so caught up in the world and in the things of the world that were drawing me out as a teenager to get involved in that I was losing sight of my centeredness, of the spirit that I had always longed for, loved, been present in, whatever in the moment was, was present in that. And I began to find that by making those choices and making those changes in my life and doing things different really kept me present and helped me to make a choice in every given moment to where God became more present in everything I was doing once again. And that's what we're all longing for, really, is to have God present in the moment. So by doing that, I was doing what Brian was talking about earlier. I was connecting back into that river of loving. I was choosing back into that audible life stream. I didn't have the names for it at that time because I didn't know about initiation. I didn't know about the unspoken name of God. But I did know about that river of loving. And by doing things different, by staying present and making choices in the moment, and by being present in the moment of that river of love that was ever-present and is ever-present with us, I was able to do things more from that place of loving. And I found something very wonderful. And if you've ever heard me call on the light, say a prayer, oftentimes I will say, and let the light of the Holy Spirit go before me, clearing away any and all disturbances and distractions that I stay present and focused on you, O Lord, and only you. And that has always been my prayer since I went through this experience with this process of making choices, of doing things different, of staying present in the moment, and being aware of that river of love that is ever right with us. And it's only up to us to ever focus and live into it. And it is by doing that that I found that truly the Holy Spirit then does go before us upon our path of life clearing away any and all disturbances and distractions, and helping us stay focused on God first. That's how I began to live it. That's how I began to be present and aware of it. But it's in the moment that you find it. And that moment is a very precious thing. The right now moment is so precious because that's where God dwells. It dwells within the second, between the seconds. It dwells between the breath. It dwells right here and now. And so if we can ever stay present with God in the moment, we then find that we're living in that river of love and our life begins to flow differently. And we make choices. And as we make choices, we begin to find those choices that really do lead us back into the loving. And we become aware of those choices that take us away from that loving. And then we begin to make the choices that serve us. There are choices that will take us away from the light and the loving. 
and there are choices that will bring us more into it. And it's only by making choices on a regular basis that we begin to be aware of which ones take us where. But oftentimes, we have gotten caught up in a routine, maybe that our parents taught us, maybe that we have developed for ourselves, or maybe that the world has put upon us. And we are just living the routine. And then we complain about our lives being routine, the same old thing over and over and over. When will it change? Why does it stay the same? Make a choice. Do something different. Choose to do it differently and see what happens. And I believe you will find that that source of loving that you know to be the divine spark inside of you, that soul, will come present and will guide you, will lead you, will direct you, will walk with you in all that you do so that you begin to live more spiritually based and spiritually focused. And that spiritual base is a base of loving. And once you find that foundation inside and outside where you can always stand on that loving, you will always choose back into it. No matter what is taking place in the world, in you or around you, you will choose back into that loving because that is your source. That is your base by which you can live present in the moment with God, is in the loving. And that foundation consists of loving and forgiveness and acceptance, first with yourself and then with others. So even in your daily life as you go through the world with your eyes open and focused in doing the world, you move out with the awareness that I am going to live life loving, accepting, and forgiving, first of myself and then of others. And as you stay present in that moment and keep choosing back into that moment of awareness of that action, you will begin to find that your life becomes simpler, easier, that the grace truly is present to assist you in those actions, and your life is no longer so complicated. Your life becomes free and easy and simple. And you begin to find that that freedom and that simplicity and that ease comes out of that river of loving, out of that living spirit that is divine in you, ever becoming more present and conscious in your daily life. No longer are you living out of the mind or the emotions or the body only, and you're not living in reaction from those places, but rather you're living more from that place of the loving source of your own being, which is your soul. And you're beginning to live more in action than in reaction. And you're beginning to make choices that are serving you and taking you where you want to be in your life rather than letting the world put things upon you and make choices for you. And so it's very important to realize that the inner focus of meditation is really the most important thing that you could ever do in your life. To sit down, to close your eyes, to hold your attention at the seat of the soul, and to begin to chant those names and wake up inside. Wake up, wake up, wake up, and know that you and the Lord are one. Wake up and know that you are divine. 
wake up and know that you are the living, loving essence of the Lord. But also, wake up out here. Wake up. Because we often are living zombies. We have our eyes open, but we're just walking as zombies through the day, doing the routine, doing the ritual, doing the same old thing, not paying attention, not being awake to our opportunities, to our choices, to our lessons, to our learning. And we are not paying attention to the moment. As a zombie, we walk around during the day, half asleep, half awake, maybe fully asleep, but still doing our routine and getting by. But as a living, loving spirit, waking up into the essence of loving that you are, you stay awake consciously during the day, Don't just wake up in your meditation to the other realms beyond this one. Wake up in this one. Stay awake in this one. Stay focused in this one. Stay attentive in this one. And make choices that really serve you in this walk of the divine. So that God lives in you and through you in all the levels, all the realms. And truly you are multidimensional And that multidimensional consciousness that you are is the divine living love that you are. That you're living in that river of love. That river of love is flowing every day, every moment, every breath. Whether we are conscious of it or not, whether we are initiated or not, it is right here with us. It is that source of life that keeps this body alive. It is that river of loving. It is the unspoken name, the sound and light, the audible life stream. It is that life stream that gives life to everything in all of creation. And it is that life stream that all came out of God into manifestation. And it is of that life stream that all is maintained in its action of creation and manifestation. And it is in that life stream that all this creation and manifestation shall one day return back to God from which it came. And that's what we are doing here. That which is the divine essence of God that came out of that audible life stream as soul divine that you are is now ready to return home. And it is on that audible life stream that we now can return home to God. Return home from which we came. So pay attention that that which gives us life physically as well as on all the other levels of consciousness and in our own soul is the audible life stream, that Holy Spirit, that unspoken name of God. And it is in that action that we also return home. So... As we sit in meditation, we are connecting back into that and returning back from which we came. But in that action also, pay attention that in the physical reality, with our eyes open, we want to begin to detach from those things that are holding us in bondage here. And one thing that holds us in bondage here is fear. Fear is an element that is of the creator of this creation, Kaldurinjan. Kaldurinjan has a great fear. And that fear is that all the souls are going to leave this creation. And when they do, 
there'll be nobody down here but Colonel Ringen. And there will be nobody down here to look to Calder Ringen as the creator of this creation and to honor that that is the Lord of this creation and to love the Lord of this creation and to pray to the Lord of this creation and to ask of the Lord of this creation and to bow down to the Lord of this creation and to worship the Lord of this creation. That will not be here anymore. And he is very fearful of that day when all the souls do finally withdraw and only Calder Ringen remains here. And so what he has done is he has taken his own fear of that loss, of those souls, of that devotion, and has put it out into his creation so that the creation is fearful. And oftentimes we move into places in our lives thinking that we're moving into loving, thinking we're moving into good deeds, thinking that we're doing good for others, but it's all based on fear. We're moving and acting and reacting in an action of fear, a movement of fear. Kalnarinjan isn't an aspect of loving of God. It is an aspect of reflection. And so, in this creation, there is no river of loving that comes out of Kalnarinjan. The river that comes out of Kalnarinjan that holds this creation together, this action of reflection together, is a river of fear. It's a river of fearing. And when we attach ourselves to this creation and we look to the creation for our answers, we look into that river of fear thinking that there is a solution. But what does it do? It promotes fear in us. And that fear promotes separation in us. If we want to move back into the river of loving and move back into oneness and not live in fear and live in separation, then it is up to us to begin to identify these two rivers. The river of fear or the river of loving. And to begin to make a choice. Choose what river are you going to live in the flow of. Well, look around the world today. What is the river that the world is choosing to live in? Fear. I see fear everywhere I look. Every article of the newspaper, everything on TV is based on fear. So many movies, so many programs today are based on fear, promoting more fear in the consciousness. And what is it doing? It's creating separation in the world. We are not going to see in this creation a world of harmony, a world of peace, a world united. Because the creator of this creation can't survive in that. And knows that if you find that here, you're going to begin to look into that which is peace, into that which is unity, into that which is loving, and realize it's not really in the world, and go back to where it is, which is in the realms of spirit. 
So the creator of this creation has to promote fear, has to keep it alive and running in its creation and in you if you will choose into it. But in truth, you do not have a drop of fear inside of you as soul. Soul does not live in fear. It lives in the realm of loving, in the soul realm. And it does not choose into fear. It is the mind that chooses into fear. The mind is of this creation. And the mind is going to choose into the river of this creation, which is fearing. So if you listen to the mind, you're going to choose into the fear. You're going to believe into the fear. You're going to live into the fear. And your life is going to be a life of separation. But if you begin to listen to the soul, begin to look to the soul, begin to hold in the divine flow that is the soul, you're going to choose into the river of loving. And that river of loving washes clean anything that is of the river of fear inside of you that you might have taken on as yours. It just washes it clean. It quiets it down. It brings that fear to quiet. Fear cannot exist where loving resides. But fear runs rampant where loving isn't chosen. And that is something very profound to remember. If you're living in a state of fear, it is because you are not choosing to let love live in you and around you, and you are not choosing to be in the loving moment, choosing to live in that loving river, choosing to be an expression of loving in all that you do. So is it fear or loving that you're doing? Well, I'm doing a little bit of both. I turn on CNN and I listen to about 10 or 15 minutes and the fear starts creeping in and starts kind of grabbing around my throat. It's like choking, choking. <gasps> oh God, it's coming to an end. Oh my God, what is going to happen to me? I have to turn the TV off and I have to choose back into the loving. I have to quiet myself, center myself, focus myself, get myself back into the flow of that loving river and Everything that is a fear just comes quiet. It's washed away. I go out into the world and I begin to listen to people talking about their fear about finances, their fear about their health, their fear about this or that. And the fear starts creeping in and tries to push aside the loving. And it's just ever for me to stay present in what is taking place. What is taking place and what am I choosing to hold my focus and attention on in the moment? And then I make a choice, the river of loving. I am going to choose in the audible life stream. I am going to chant the name of God inside of me. I am going to let it come alive inside of me. I am not going to choose into the fear. I'm going to choose into the loving. And I choose the loving. And... The body consciousness, the physical, the emotional, and the mental consciousness, it knows fear, it understands fear, and it responds to fear. That animalistic nature in us responds to fear and is ever-present and looking for fear. Have you ever watched a wild animal? We do. We watch deer all the time in our yard. 
And that animal instinctual nature of fight or flight is very present in them, just as it is in us, our animalistic nature of the physical consciousness. And as they're standing there eating the corn, there's that other part of them that is ever paying attention, listening to every sound out there, fearful. Well, what's coming? What's that? What's, what's going on? Am I okay? Am I safe? And then when they feel safe, they take a bite, and then they're looking around again, listening. And you can see their ears moving and paying attention in all different directions. And then they look to whatever sound seems to be the one of concern. Well, that's what the animal nature in us does. That part of us that lives as the animal in the physical, emotional, mental part of ourselves, that fight or flight aspect, is ever paying attention. Oh my God, where's the danger? What's going to happen? And it lives in fear. It lives in attention to and in that fear. Do I run? Do I fight? Do I run? Do I fight? Which is it? And that's what we are caught up in if we're ever focused more in our physical selves. But if we realize that we have another aspect of ourselves, our true self, that divine soul that we are, then we can live life differently. And then we're ever making choices, fight or flight or loving, fear or loving. What am I choosing? And it's a constant choice with every moment, with every day. And it doesn't end until you take the last breath and you leave this physical body. And if you've done your inner work and you've done your meditation and you've let the name of God come alive in you, at that last breath, you leave this physical creation, not just the physical body or the physical realm. You leave this creation and go back home into the realms of spirit and merge back into that love of ocean, that ocean of love and mercy and unite back into that river of loving, that ocean and that wave action of loving that is you in God. And you no longer have to deal with that element of fear. But until you take that last breath, and you are in this physical body, you are in the land of reflection. You are in the land of the shadows. You are in the valley of the shadows. But fear not, for the Lord is with you. And that is the audible life stream. Look to that audible life stream. Listen to it. Merge into it. And let that be from which you live. Live in the loving, not in the river of fearing. Live in the river of loving. And your life each day will be one of harmony, of greater peace and joy, of gratitude, of acceptance, of forgiveness and loving. It's your choice. It's your choice. So pay attention tonight as you go home. Pay attention to tomorrow to the choices that are available to you. And maybe make one choice tonight. And if you can, sleep on the other side of the bed and wake up in the morning and look at a new room. Oh my God. I used to wake up and always wake up looking at this wall, looking at a painting on the wall, looking at the door to my closet. And then one day I woke up on the other side of the room and there was a window and oh my God, I could see outside and there was sunlight. And my life seemed a little bit different because I was looking at something different. 
Now, the one challenge I know that there is, is there's a routine called driving. Well, you can't sit on the other side of the car and drive that I know of, unless you live in England. <laughs> so, I haven't driven in England. I've driven in South Africa, and I have driven on the other side. And for me, being left-handed, I liked it. And I wouldn't mind if it was that way here, but it would still take a lot for me to learn how to do that here. But it's fun to do things different. But do it in a safe way. If you're cutting up carrots, don't decide to cut it up with the other hand, using a knife with the other hand. If you're right-handed, cut them up with the right hand. <laughs> don't take too many risks in this idea of choice. Take healthy risk. Make healthy choices. I say that because I decided to do it different. And I cut myself pretty good. <laughs> it's funny how you hold carrots and you cut with your hand that you're used to cutting with. Well, you don't hold carrots the same way. It just doesn't feel right. And all of a sudden you find yourself over here cutting and you're cutting yourself. <laughs> At least that's what happened for me. So. Make wise choices. <laughs> Think before you do. Be aware of your actions so that you don't hurt yourself in the, in, the, in the change of things. But do make choices. Do make changes. Don't do things just out of the routine. And be aware, are you living more in the animalistic and the physical nature? Or are you choosing to live more from the spirit of who you are, the divine, the soul, that essence that is the loving of God in you, and you loving in God. That's the choice. Do you have anything else? Not unless there are questions. Well, so are there any questions or anything you'd like to share about what we just talked about? Are there any questions about your life and your process? We have Ann up here if you want to bring a microphone up to Ann. Oh. Is it on? No. Is that on? Yeah. Yes. Everybody can hear Yeah. It? Okay. I just wanted to say that not only is it not good to try to force somebody to learn something before they're ready for it. It can't be done. <laughs> <laughs> Very well put. Don't learn it. <laughs> That's true. The old saying, you can take a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. That's really true. Very well put. Thank you. You want to pass the mic over to Arthur? Did you have a, your hand up? No, no. Oh, I thought you raised your hand. <laughs> Oh, well, I did have a little more to, bring it over here? to share. One of the things, one of the greatest tools I found is communication. You know, just like you're saying, and if you're not sure, just ask. I found one of the best tools on this physical level is communication. Sharing and also listening is both the giving and the receiving. So I, I always, you know, really encourage people to communicate honestly. If you're not really sure what's going on, ask. If something's going on with you that you really feel is important for you to share, then don't hold back and share it. There's so many times I've been in really uptight situations that nobody was willing to talk, and then when I was willing to finally say something, 
it kind of broke the ice, so to speak, so things could start moving again and things could come back into that alignment so you'd be back in the river of loving. I did it for myself because I was so tired of being caught in the tightness. I did it just to take care of myself and then as I did, all of a sudden it served everybody else who was involved because it opened the flow for everybody. So don't be scared. Again, don't let the fear run you of taking the initiative. It's really up to you. It's your responsibility to take the initiative for you to open that door to let the river of loving flow in you and through you. And when you do, your life gets better and it's really wonderful to see the effect that it also has with other people around you. So don't hold back. It's a two-way street, I always say. Don't hold back from what is important for you to share, but also don't hold back from allowing others to share what's important for them to share. I, under I understand that we always have the choice to choose. Is the, the microphone on? Do you have the volume turned up, Tom? Can you hear me now? Yeah, okay. a little bit. Um, I understand that we always have the choice to choose into the love or into the fear. Um, what I'm wondering is if there are times when there's almost an assault on us with to make us fearful. Um, for example, before... Uh, I became initiated, I noticed that there was just this, like, um, the volume was really turned up on things like temptation and fear. And as soon as I caught on to that, it sort of just dissipated. But does that happen to us sometimes? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oftentimes when a person is approaching initiation, they will find that fear will really just come full force in their life and create fear in them about what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Where are you going? You know, the Lord of this creation does not want a soul to leave. And the process of initiation is the process of liberation from this creation. And so it'll do everything it can to create fear and to stop us in our tracks. So it's up to us to ever find that way to walk through the fear and see where we go and where we end up by walking through it. And, and so that's a very good demonstration of just how uh, fear can really come full force in our lives at certain times. And once you get initiated, you'll never have that experience again. <laughs> <laughs> it was the opposite for me. I didn't have any fear of getting initiated. Later on, I got to face my fears. But again, when you face your fears in loving, they just dissolve. You know. I mean, the Lord of this creation has been called by many names, quite often the tempter, the deceiver. Um, you know, those different temptations are the teacher to bring us our lessons so that we really choose into the loving or do we choose back into the fear. And that's just part of its work. And, you know, one of the things I've learned to do also is don't even judge or even, like I say in the negative or bad karma earlier, this is, to me, falls in the same boat. Don't even look at these things, even though they may feel or look horrible or sound horrible. That That's part of the test, if you will. That if you can stand in your loving and your fullness, that's how you get your liberation. I remember several years ago when I had probably the most horrible inner experience I've ever had in my life. It was the most horrible one, but at the very same time, it was one of the most profound, wonderful experiences because it got me to stand in the fullness of who I am as soul. And so I found that even the negative, most terrible things in this world 
in everything below the soul realm with Lucifer and everything Lucifer can do is there to support me to stand in the soul of who I am. So after that experience, I've never had one like that ever again because I didn't need it anymore. I, I understand. I know now. I remember when I had that experience, I, I came back to the body after that, coming up all excited. Guess what happened? The most horrible and the most wonderful thing just ever happened to me. And from that point forward, sure, there's been little fears, but they're like little. There's nothing, never ever been anything like that since. Because now whenever things show up, I just love it all. I know it's all there actually supporting me. Literally, if you can think of like a tornado, and in the center of the tornado, what do they call it? The eye, where there's the calm. That's exactly what this experience was that I had. That tornado is like the world. But if we can get to the center, it's the calm. And so all this horrible, destroying, damaging, whatever tornado, the winds that can cause so much damage, but yet, if we're in the middle of all that, there's just like the peace or the stillness. But in the middle is also a great strength because all that, the strength of that wind around literally keeps the eye of the tornado, it gives it a strength, like a very solid pillar, if you will. And that pillar in spirit is who we are as soul. So this world, truly this world, gets us to really stand and move into the very center of the eye of the tornado. And if you begin, just like said, Jim was saying, do things differently and you might get a different perspective. That's why I like sharing some of these things because if you can get a different perspective by hearing a different way of looking at it, then it opens a door by which you can now move into the experience for yourself to have that experience. I know it's true and so I live it. But then that's part of my service here is to assist others to begin to wake up so that they have that experience so that they live in the truth of who they are and then the fear, the tornadoes, the devastations, whatever it is, you just see it's all part of the experience. But when you wake up into the truth, you see how it all serves you to actually assist you in waking up into the truth, into your own center of who you are. And then it's all good. It's all good. It's all God. God created Lucifer, gave him the authority to rule this world of reflection. And all that is here, the souls come into experience because it's all here to help through that experience for the soul to wake up to the true greater knowing of itself. Major? Yes, I just would like to make a comment. I, I might have mentioned this before, but um, I love to listen to, I used to like to listen to talk shows a lot and get into what was going on in the world, the nation, and all that, but so much of it, like you were talking about the negativity that's out there, there is a lot of it, and you know, now I'll be driving in my car and I'll just have it on, but I can only have it on for like a couple of minutes and I'll go back to my music. But the reason I want to make a comment is uh, even music has changed and uh, I've always loved a wide variety of music, but now a lot of the music, even the music, you know, people are lonely or they're depressed or they're drinking and all this. And they may be really good artists I used to really get into, but nowadays I find myself listening to classical music, slow class, classical music. About 80% of the time, I'm going through traffic, la di da di da you know, and everybody's running around, and I'm just, just, it's, it's, it seems very neutral to me, and it's, it's just, it seems so funny to me that I'm actually, I've always kind of liked some kind of classical music, but um, I just was make a comment. That's, it's really changed. <laughs> <laughs> she says it's called getting old. 
Well, that might be part of it, but that's okay. <laughs> that's more news than I needed. <laughs> hey, Jim, you touched upon it when you were talking and sharing. What is that psalm that says, I mean, to me it's all in that psalm because the Lord is my shepherd. Mm-hmm. I shall What's, not want it. What psalm is that? The 23rd Psalms. Yeah. Well, you know, he leadeth me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. Right. Uh, he leadeth me in the path of righteousness. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fe- have no, I will fear no evil, evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy... To me, it's all right there. Right. It really is. That's the key to it all. Fear no evil. <laughs> Love it all. Well, we'll bring it to a close tonight. Thank you all very much, and we'll see you all next Tuesday.